Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. We're all about connecting with other creative entrepreneurs and having real conversations about life, business, and everything in between. Join us as we converse with small business owners and learn their best tips and tricks on how they got to where they are today. We're here to tell you it's absolutely possible to be successful as a modern creative, and we want to help you to go after your own creative dreams. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Creative Podcast. We are so excited to have you back again for another episode. We want to thank you so much for tuning in each week. We love reading your reviews and seeing your direct messages and seeing your screenshots. Today, I want to read a review from Samantha J titled, Love It So Much. Samantha J says, I absolutely love listening to Diana and Joyce and look forward to every time they announce a new episode. I have been wondering slash struggling to find my own way into launching a creative business and hearing Diana and Joyce share their stories and how they got to where they are in their own business is extremely motivating. Not to mention the fact that it sounds like they are including you in their conversation and not just quote unquote telling you what to do makes it so much more personable. Thank you both for creating this and sharing your tidbits with your audience. Thank you so much to Samantha and everyone else who have left us a review. It seriously means the world to us that someone out there is not only listening, but enjoying the content we put out there. So moving on to today's episode, Joyce and I will be sharing about our lessons of 2018. These are some of the things that we've tried, some of the things that maybe we have failed, and just lessons that we've learned along the way. Because let's be real, you guys, you might see the highlight reel on social media and things like that, but there are definitely things that we have um, not shared as well. (laughs) We'll also be talking about some things that we're dreaming up for 2019. Can you believe it? It's already the new year. If you're curious about what we're up to and have planned for the new year, keep on listening. Oh man, 2019. Guys, so by the time that you listen to this episode, we are into the new year. Happy new year to you. But full transparency, Diana and I did record this a few weeks ago. And because of that, we were feeling a little reflective and we wanted to share some lessons that we learned, like Diana mentioned. And we're also going to share or maybe give you a little bit of a sneak peek for things that we have planned for 2019 that has to do with you joining us. So stay tuned. But the main thing that I wanted to share, like the biggest lesson that I learned from 2018 is actually being okay with changes in business. So like straight up, I am a type A Virgo. I plan out all the things. If we go to a vacation in like a foreign country or even whatever, another city, I like create my own personalized Google map and I color code like the restaurants and the attractions so that I make sure if we go to an attraction, I can also hit up all the restaurants I wanted to try that are nearby. Like I love that stuff. And if you are a Virgo, I'm going to say you love that stuff too, right? So that is like how much of a planner I am. And honestly, like that's, I like it. I, I like it, but you can be a little bit rigid sometimes, which is not so great when it comes to owning a business. So that means I don't really do well with change. And this time last year, you know, I was fresh off of a launch of Watercolor Bootcamp, which is an online co- course that I co-created and that Diana is actually an instructor of. And at that time, I was feeling like really burned out. I was starting to really examine my business and what I wanted to do with this creative business of mine. Uh, You know, thoughts of like, 
oh crap, <laughs> like how long can I do this? Like, can this business survive like a decade and whatnot? These were the thoughts that were like in my head after the launch of Watercolor Bootcamp last year. You know, I considered that course a successful one, but if anyone has launched an online course before, it is a ton of work and it's also really emotional. So there are highs and lows, but there's also a lot of backend marketing and copywriting and tech that you have to work with and then you're seeing sales come in and then five days later it's over like you're seeing this massive surge of revenue in your bank account and then done like on that friday done and you know it's possible to make a lot of money in a short amount of time that time that you are open for enrollment and until you really see that kind of happening with your own eyes you may not understand how weirdly emotional it is like you might think that it's kind of all highs but there is the low point to that too and that happens when the cart closes and you know i've had other course creator friends mention the same thing like once you're done with launch and it just kind of abruptly ends you get this like post launch blues like they're one of my launches in 2017 i like i swear i took like a month off because i was just like depressed after a successful course launch it's really weird so post launch this time last year you know i wasn't really sure if i wanted to put myself through that i didn't know if i wanted to create another creative or another hobby course and just i just kept you know being called to help other creative business owners and that also kind of happened naturally too with people kind of seeking my advice because they saw what i was doing in my own business and you know we i think we've mentioned this in past episodes like i've tried all the things when i started as a calligrapher and then i realized like you know weddings are not for me but when you think about calligraphy a lot of times people just like will jump to that conclusion so i think that people who wanted to explore maybe the non-wedding side of lettering they saw what i was doing and so they would ask me business questions or you know students that were in the courses like for, for watercolor bootcamp they were doing so well and sharing their work that they then got asked from other people People, you know, oh, well, how much would you charge if I commissioned, you know, a painting of my dog, a painting of my house, my wedding invites, whatever it is. And then, you know, they, these people, these students were then asking me like, well, how do I approach this choice? Do I need a contract? Uh, what should I charge? And so that kind of happened naturally. So, you know, a few months later, I really kind of owned that, like being a business coach or being a business strategist. And I started coaching one-on-one -on -one clients and I created a group coaching program called Creative Biz Bootcamps because after I kind of, you know, really leaned into that, I knew that helping other creatives find the freedom that I did through owning my own business was something that like I knew that I could help creatives like build their businesses and implement strategies so that they could reach their goals. Sometimes their goal is to quit the day job. Sometimes it's to have a really successful side business to supplement their income, like whatever it is. I knew that I was being called to help these creatives. And so, you know, I really tried to say okay to that. But before that, I thought I was going to keep releasing creative courses. I thought that was going to be my business, like just solely a course creator. And so I really had to reflect on what I wanted, but also who I wanted to help and who I wanted to impact and how I could do that. And for me, that turned out to be working with creatives, either in a group setting or through one-on-one -on -one coaching, but that also meant, you know, change. And that also meant that I had to let go of things that didn't really fit into that anymore and being okay with that. And guys, remember, like I freaking make my own Google 
maps <laughs> that are color coordinated and so like change and like kind of stepping outside of what i had already planned is really tough for me to be honest so my biggest lesson from all of that and of, of going through like months of debating and then um just really kind of journaling on my feelings and being okay with that is that sometimes we just need to let go of things that are not working or maybe are not feeling good anymore and even if it's scary we still have to let it go and then we find out that we're actually better off for letting those things go so that's like my biggest lesson um change is scary and sometimes change is needed but you just have to do it because you end up in a better place or at least where you're meant to be and maybe where you're meant to serve people better damn 2018 full of lessons i love that that's like very deep it's very like kind of coming back to your why it goes back to my why of like really wanting to help other creatives like basically find their freedom through their business but also like you know this is this is a podcast and this is all in hindsight right like you know july of 2018 i was a mess like, like Susan, who we have had on, has had to deal with me being a mess. Like, what am I doing with my life? And there's a lot of like this emotional ups and downs when there are changes. Um, but I think you just have to like, there's nothing you can do but go through it and then try to extract a lesson, hopefully, right? Definitely. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. I. It's funny because I totally remember talking to you like earlier this year and you're like, courses are the best. Like that's the direction that I want to go. And now yeah. it's you've stepped into coaching and it's really cool to kind of see you transition from one thing to another. And I mean, that's just kind of life. I feel like yeah. people are always like, I don't know, like things are set in stone, but it's never like that. I mean, we have seasons in our life for a reason, but I love how mm-hmm. you, you kind of almost came to a full circle in the sense that not just like changing gears or, um, you know, uh, changing like your service, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like coming back to your why and like who you're serving, why you're serving. So I love that. Totally. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> mine is not as deep as Joyce's, but mine kind of goes into playing with your strengths and weaknesses. So ironic, you guys, that I'm talking more about the practical things and Joyce is talking more about the hard things because it's usually the opposite. <laughs> I love it. So for me, I would say that something that is, I mean, if this is going to be the case for, I would say most to all business owners is that a lot of business owners have a strength in one area, but maybe not in other areas. And for me, I think I have a really strong um, strength in the creative or visual and things like that. And so when it came to my weaknesses, something that I've noticed is that I'm not the most patient with small detail oriented things. So I would drop balls in the air with client work with in terms of things that I guess I wasn't like that interested in. I was more passionate about the creative side, the art side, but I was I wasn't as aware of, you know, like timing or the quantity or, you know, little things like that, that I just was like, whatever, it'll get figured out. So I realized that I need to bring on someone who is good at those things. And so I'm going to be sharing a lot of my lessons that I learned this year is actually about growing a team. So that's the lesson that I'll be sharing about today. So the very first uh, person that I brought on was actually an intern and she approached me about helping me and assisting me. And she was um, a very left brain person who's organized and things like that. So I was like, oh my gosh, she's the perfect fit. 
So um, I brought her in and she was my intern for a few months because that's what she wanted to do. And then essentially I wanted her to get to the level where she could be my assistant. And um, we decided um, after a few months that she would come on in to be my in-house assistant. And I think the big thing that I made a mistake on is when she was an intern because I wasn't paying her, I told her like, come in whenever, like it's all super flexible. And I would be kind of like a friend to her. I would be like, oh, like, what do you want to talk about? What music do you want to listen to? What time do you want to come in? It was just so flexible that now going from intern position to a paid assistant position, she still kind of had that expectation that I I am this friendly boss who is so lax and so flexible and maybe it came off that I don't take my work that seriously when none of those things are very true at all like I of course I am friendly and you know I I like people but I'm very serious about my work and I you know it just was that was a big mistake of mine I think not setting the correct expectations and it almost was like setting up an environment for her to fail in because I didn't set correct expectations for her And I was talking to a friend and she told me like in the beginning, you always want to start off really strict and really uh, concrete and direct. And you want to give someone firm, um, tangible things that they can like feel confident standing it rather than like this wavy, like whatever you want kind of a thing, because they don't know where to stand or how to position themselves and they just end up drowning, you know. So that was a big thing that I made a mistake on. And so that was kind of like my first fail in terms of building a team. So from that uh, lovely intern assistant of mine, um, I realized that I needed to create an employee handbook. And um, this kind of came more recently. I I started to grow my team in February. I brought on my first live artist and she was helping me. uh, She was basically being my second assistant and things like that. And, And then we needed another assistant and then we needed another artist. So now we have a team about eight people in our live art team. So when that started growing, I was like, I really need to set ground rules because I would tell one person one thing and then the other person wouldn't know. So I was like, okay, I need to house all of this information. So I created an employee handbook um, to go over roles, expectations, company culture, um, frequently asked questions, quality control, like all of that stuff. I wrote it down um, and I realized that really helped people because people can't read your mind but it does help them understand if you have your expectations written down so that was the kind of like my combat way of setting expectations and things like that so along with that um, when you bring someone on your team um, just remember that not everyone is gonna be the perfect fit for you and that's okay i think the biggest thing with hiring someone in the very beginning like your first employee like you want to hire someone who can basically be a second you right doing all the things and I realized like that's not gonna I don't know that's really hard one really hard to find and that's not good because they might overwhelm that person uh, with so many different things you know you're basically like asking them to do 20 different roles so I would recommend instead of hiring a generalist hire a specialist who specializes in one thing and takes that load off of it for you and just focuses on that one thing So anyways, going back to um, hiring. So for me, something that I learned is communication is key and you really want to have like evaluations with them, especially if you have a brand that is friendly, approachable, colorful, things like that. I think that is definitely what I try to do with my brand. Um, And when people 
want like approach that kind of brand they expect you to be like that which i am like i said but i'm also very serious about it so you also want to be very very professional with that so kind of set that standard and that tone so for me when i hire people i always um, tell them in the very beginning that we're gonna start with an internship to make sure that i like working with you and also that you like working with me and then once that is good in the sense of like they're now being paid um you offer them a paid position i i do like a two-week review in the very beginning just to communicate like hey these are the things that i think you're doing a really good great job at and these are some of the things that i would like you for you to improve um after the two weeks and you want to let them know that earlier on so it's not like a surprise you're in trouble let's have a meeting type of thing and then after about two months two to three months um of working in that's when you'll really know whether that person is truly a good fit or not um, and so that that's you want to also let them know that you're going to have like a more in-depth review with them. So I definitely think that that's something that I had to learn along the way. And it has helped me and my employees relationship a lot more. Um, and I think our communication has gotten better. It's still something that I'm very, very new at. Like I said, we only started in February and it's like only been, you know, it's been le- a little less than a year. Um, but that's something that I feel like was my lesson of the year. Um, And then on top of that, because we have, you know, um, around eight girls, I realized like we should probably have powwow meetings where we can all just kind of share our experience. There are events, especially for live art, where I'm not there physically in all of the events. So some of the girls will see certain things that I don't see and vice versa. So at the um, monthly or quarterly powwow meetings, we'll hash out all of the details that come up. Um, and frequently asked questions, customer experience, what are like all of the nitty gritty things. And and that kind of gives them an opportunity for my team to um, to solve problems and be innovative, too. So anyways, that was a lot of team stuff. But outside of team building, something that I'm working on is um, cutting the fat out of my business. And this is something that I do frequently and even like on a quarterly basis. Um, if something isn't working out, then I should not be spending so much time on that. Um, But the very first year of my business, I was basically pouring my whole, like I put all eggs, all the eggs in one basket. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try this one thing. And it just was not working. And I wouldn't like give it up. I just kept trying, kept trying, and it just wouldn't take flight. And so now I'm realizing, okay, like after a certain point, you just know that this is not working. So you should just cut the fat out, whether it's just a lack of response in people, or you just genuinely don't enjoy doing that anymore whatever that is I um I try to like cut that out of my business and then on the flip side I also like to try new things whether it's a new product or a service or a way of marketing um I always like to try new things and see what sticks and yeah that's kind of that and then finally the big thing (laughs) that I think I learned especially because uh, yeah live art really just exploded this year for me so it's a lot of physical labor in the sense like I have to get there, I'm painting and being on for hours at a time. And then on top of that, that's like weekends. And and then on the weekdays, I have a full-time business. So it's just a lot of work that I feel like I put into this year more than ever. And so my big thing that I learned is I have to learn to rest. Um, I'm realizing that I'm only getting older. I'm still young, but still getting older and I started getting a terrible back pain, elbow, I got tennis elbow, like neck cramps, and even like anxiety, like mental, mental anxiety. And that's when I was like, okay, like, and this is like, not even during the times where it's like, 
stressful. This was like after the stressful times, like when I'm trying to rest, I would catch myself feeling anxious and not able to fully turn off. So I realized like I need to have, I need to take Sabbath on like a weekly basis. I was like not taking any days off. I was working, you know, weeks and sometimes like months without taking a break at all. And so that's something that I really learned this year is just to leave space um, to, you know, unplug, recharge, give my body a break and even like leave space to try new things and do stuff that like I want to do outside of things that make me money, I guess. I really love the idea of resting and really being conscious of that, being aware of that, because if not, it's so easy just to continue to work especially when you work at home or, you know, from your tough shed or whatnot. So I'm glad that you learned that lesson. I'm sorry that you had to go through the physical ailments to learn it, but it is a good lesson. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good lesson to learn. Like we, we love what we do and we are lucky, but that also means that it's so easy just to keep working and that's not good either. Yeah. Something that I really learned through that is that there's more to life than work and there's more to life than your business, even if you're a business owner. And I say this, it's hard for me to say because I absolutely love my business, but I have to remember there's just different buckets in your life, like your family life, your health and, and your mental well-being and all that stuff that I think... I don't know, definitely gets put on the back burner for business owners, especially, or people who are really passionate about what they do for work. So that was a huge lesson learned for me this year. Totally. So for 2019, because actually, like I mentioned, we did record this in December, but it, this episode is going live. Um, actually, January 4th first first week of january so let's talk a little bit about our 2019 goals so diana and i are just going to share with you guys a little bit more about our professional and personal goals for 2019 um professionally and business-wise for me um i want to continue growing my coaching business because i have goals to help a certain amount of creatives start their own businesses um so Because of that, I plan on continuing with my one-on-one coaching and kind of growing my group coaching. But I'm also, this is like a big scary goal for me, um, I plan on having a large like mastermind retreat uh, later on in 2019 where that would be like group coaching, one-on-one coaching, and then we like go on a retreat somewhere to like Palm Springs or like maybe I'll rent a house in like the LA Hills or something. So that is something that's coming if you need a coach and are interested in that. And then personally, um, I think it is going to be moving. Um, I don't know if that's like a goal or whatever, but maybe it is. But I think that's a big thing that's going to come up in 2019 for me, kind of moving where we're at currently and we might move different you know to a different city or different state but i'm pretty sure like moving is going to happen in 2019 so i'm trying to like get ready for that what about you diana are you moving to a different city or just a different place or um we we don't know yet but in 2019 i don't expect to where i'm recording this right now i don't expect to be here a year from now to record this with you i will be in another office (laughs) is the plan yeah um so for me some of the things that i'm excited about okay first of all obviously my tough shed studio (laughs) it's actually right in front of my current um office so like 
Joy said, we're recording this earlier, so um, maybe by the time this comes out, I would hopefully be moved into the Tough Shed studio, but the current office that I'm in right now is attached to my home. It's one of the extra rooms in my home and outside the window, I can literally right outside my window is my Tough Shed with a bright yellow door. So it's just screaming at me like, move in, move in. So definitely super excited about that. Um, I'm actually building it like out as my dream studio. So we just put in electricals yesterday and that was really exciting to be able to pick out where the outlets would go. I know it's like such a small little thing, but I was like, oh my gosh, I get to pick the outlets because honestly, my current office, um, the outlets situation is terrible. So there's, it's just, it's a mess. There's wires everywhere. It's, it's not good. So I'm really excited to officially move in to the studio. And yeah, I think I just continue to grow my team. Um, I really feel like 2018 and 2017, it felt like a year of exponential growth. Um, It was really not expected. And while I am so grateful for that um, growth, I'm honestly kind of wanting to not repeat it, but rather like refine it. I really want a year where I can like perfect the things that I have been given. and be able to really uh, be loyal and um, I don't know, just be loyal to the things that are in front of me. So I just want to kind of continue growing our team, foster a good company culture um, and just work on like tightening up the back end of the business um, and kind of on the side, I guess I've been getting a lot more like lifestyle brands approaching me about doing like content creating or partnerships and stuff like that. So it's kind of funny because I've didn't pursue that. I didn't like do anything to pursue it. But honestly, I feel like all the things that have succeeded in my business so far, I didn't personally pursue it. Um, it was just something that has been given to me, I feel like. So it, it, and it just kind of worked out um, and I feel like that's been working so far. So I'm not like, again, like I have no like set plans, but that's something that the opportunities are here. So I'm going to see where that leads and nothing concrete to, to share with you guys, but that's just something. And then on a personal level, like I was sharing earlier, the whole health thing, I definitely want to be more health conscious, uh, whether it's eating better, exercising, I'm going to get back into Pilates and doing yoga. Um, I actually ran a half marathon, not this past year, but the year before that. So I want to maybe try to do that again next year. Um, I hate running, but for whatever reason, anything with like competing with other people or like being surrounded by other people, like really motivates me. So I recognize that I'm just, I just need to like work out outside of my house. Like I freaking work here. I rest here. So I need to get outside sometime. <laughs> so I will cheer and- you on. <laughs> I'm not running with you. I know I, I have to run with Riley. It's like the health benefit for the both of us. Um, true, true. Yeah. And I want to go back to the motherland next year. I haven't been to South Korea since I was like five, six years old. So 2019, that's the year that I'm I'm saying it out loud right now. We don't have any travel plans yet, but I'm saying it out loud that I'm going to return back to the motherland this year. So Oh my god, tangent. When I went to Korea. Wait, what did you go to ago, Korea? Oh, like in 2015 or something. 2016, 2015, but we so we went to Korea and we went to Japan, my boyfriend and I, and then when we our last stop was Japan, so we were flying out of Tokyo to come back to San Francisco and one of the suitcases was over because I bought oh. so much Korean skincare. Oh, 
interesting. Oh my god. He was so mad at me at the airport because <laughs> United had like such a high fee for the overage and I was like sort of like fighting in the airport and trying to like rearrange luggage, but I was like, it's worth it. You know how much cheaper it is? Like, you know how I have like how much more they mark it up when I'm in trying to buy things like from LA? And then yeah, that was fun. So we got that in a fight hilarious. in the Tokyo airport in front of the United kiosk because my luggage was over thanks to Korean skincare. That is so funny. Wait, did you buy anything from Japan or was it all no we, in Japan um we bought a lot of well like in Japan more like stationery mm-hmm. um from Japan for me and like calligraphy supplies actually because like some of my favorite nibs are Japanese nibs mm-hmm. um so it was like way cheaper and then they're more into like streetwear and whatnot there so like clothes for him because mm-hmm. Peyton's like I don't know in Korea like all the clothes are so skinny so it's like okay let's try Japan for you because mm-hmm. uh, that's just ridiculous of how small yeah. all the things yeah. are in Korea basically a so, t-shirt fits my arm <laughs> yeah so Japan worked out better for us um but yeah that was our tan- tangent of the episode because y'all know we love our tangents <laughs> but um I'm like oh my god you're going get yeah. stock up on skincare I'm really excited to go to Korea and get all the skincare Ugh. stuff now I want freaking barbecue but (laughs) (laughs) which i'm gonna go soon with some girlfriends so thank god i can get my barbecue fix but anyway um diana and i also wanted to share a little bit about what the podcast is going to be doing in 2019 so (laughs) we are going to continue obviously we love this platform we love connecting with you guys but we also have something up our sleeves because we are so passionate about empowering other creatives to build their businesses um and that's why we started this podcast like this idea of being a modern creative of creating your own rules earning money as a creative when you know we've been told for so long that you can't be paid as a creative like that is what a modern creative means to us and diana and i are actually planning a live event maybe conference happening um later in 2019 in the la area it's something we're working super super hard on to bring you know value to you guys and so stay tuned for that because we're gonna have a live event in la um this summer we don't want it to just stop at the earbuds. We want to give you a real life hug. <laughs> I know. We're real you're we really want to meet you guys like in person. And so we are heavy, heavy, heavy in the planning stages of that. Um, but yeah, you will definitely be the first to know soon. So that's what's gonna happen with the podcast and our live event for 2019. So as always, all of our information is in the show notes. But you know, thank you guys for listening for, you know allowing us to be in your ear pods in 2018 (laughs) and for allowing us to uh, be there hopefully in 2019 and for many more years to come. All our information is going to be in the show notes, like I said, and we're wishing you a happy 2019. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening.